It doesn't mean that forgiving them makes it okay what they did. It just means you're choosing to move on and you're never going to forget. It's not like you're going to forget what they did, but you can neutralize the energy around what they did. You don't have to let that person back into your life. You don't ever have to let anyone treat you or do those things to you again. It becomes wisdom instead of a wall. Hello, and welcome to the Healing and Dealing Podcast. I am your host, Charlotte, and I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Through a trauma-informed lens, we will navigate healing through conversation and connection while learning tools to embody our transformation and make lasting changes in our lives. We will cover relatable topics and discuss various modalities to put into action and ignite change. This podcast will have incredible guests who will share their story and provide proof that even in the darkest times, there is light waiting for us. If you landed here, it's for a reason. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm so, so excited. I have Natalie Schlute with me. She is a manifestation coach and an angelic spirit guide channeler. She helps women overcome mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual blocks that are stopping them from creating their dream life by embodying the identity of their future selves and following their intuition. She overcame challenges in every area of her life with depression, drug abuse, trauma, bad relationships, poor money mindset, and dealing with over 20 years of chronic pain to master healing her mind and body, finding her soulmate husband and manifesting a financially successful future, and opening herself up to a natural psychic and channeling abilities. Natalie is the founder of Soul Mastery School, where students learn how to master all levels of their life, including manifestation abilities, intuition, love, health, wealth, and channeling their angelic guides. She has coached thousands of students in her manifestation frameworks, including Hollywood actors. She's been featured in Fox, USA Today, and over 500 new sites. Natalie's influence continues to reach more fans every day with over 40,000 followers across all social media sites and over half of a million monthly views on her content. Make sure to check out her podcast, The Successful Soul Podcast. Oh my gosh, Natalie, I am like, (laughs) I'm so excited to have you. You're like, you're a mentor of mine. I just, I love your spirit and everything you bring to the people who join your program and then just following you on social media. So thank you so much for being here and agreeing to be with my audience today. Oh, well, I'm so grateful to be here and I'm so excited for you and congratulations on creating your podcast. It's a big feat and a big step moving forward. You're doing beautiful, beautiful work. And I'm so excited about the transformation I've seen in you over the last year. And I mean, this is, this is such a beautiful thing that you're bringing to the world right now. So I'm, I'm just honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. You really, I, I knew you and started your course back in January of 2022. And Mm. it was, you know, at a really, really low time in my life. And you just came into my life. I wasn't even looking. I don't know how it happened, but I was on Instagram and I saw something of yours and I was like, oh my gosh. And I, and I did your little, um, it was like a free masterclass of manifestation and I was completely sold. I was like, I need this in my life. It was an automatic yes. And when I started it, I literally took notes on everything. I was just, I have my book next to me right now. And I was looking through it before we started. I was like, oh my gosh, I was living and breathing that course while I took it. And I know you knew that because I would mm-hmm. talk to you about it and we would have, you know, our, our one-on-one coaching sessions. And I mean, it transformed so much for me. It really oh, did. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. I mean, that was the goal. The reason why I, I do what I do and I created my online courses and programs was because I struggled. I struggled so hard with everything. Life was just one challenge after another. It, my whole life felt like a struggle. And I, I was searching for answers. I literally spent like the last 20 years of my life trying to find answers to heal physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and find answers to living a better life, to yeah. feeling better about myself, about my path, to feeling like I'm worthy enough and finding a passion and a career and you know finding love and everything else. I created it because I wanted that shortcut for other right. people. 
Yeah. I really bootstrapped it myself and <laughs> read hundreds of books and took dozens and dozens of online courses and certification programs. And it was just this constant need. And I'm still like that. I think that's just who I am is like this need for education and knowledge yeah. and wisdom. And over the years, there were things that worked really well. And there were mm -hmm. things that just didn't, you know, things that didn't heal me as quickly as I would have wanted them to, or, you know, I, I really mm -hmm. pieced together the best of the best when I put together my coursework, because I didn't want everyone else to have to filter through everything. And I just wanted to give people the things that were most powerful for me and transformative yeah. in my own mindset and with my clients too. And so that's how I've continued to build out my programs and also update them. I'm constantly updating them every year. I'm like adding new content to my coursework because I find lessons and things that my students need. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Okay, let's put that in there too, you know? Right. So yeah. it's this ever-evolving, um, beautiful creation of mine that I'm just, I, I want to share with the world because we need more of this, right? Yes. We need more people happy in their power, feeling confident and living their best lives. That's what life is hopefully meant to be about. Well, I'm so grateful you took the 20 years of learning and, and suffering and packaged it into this beautiful mm -hmm. course that I was so fortunate to take. And it was funny because I had like, you know, a certain amount of money in my account and the, the program, it was like, it was a financial investment for me, you know, like I, I live paycheck to paycheck. And, but after I did it, it was like, oh my gosh, I would have paid more, you know, like it, mm -hmm. it, it gave me so much. And I'm, I'm, we are all lucky that, that you put this together and people actually have the chance to live the life that they deserve and that they want, and they don't have to stay in this dark place, you know, and that's really where I was. So I want to start off explaining to my audience, you know, what intuition is. And because for me, before your course, I knew what the word meant, but I didn't really understand it. You know, I knew I had like this little voice inside of my head, but it was like, I just thought it was me, you know, and I just, mm -hmm. I didn't really get a, a really good grip on what it was. Yeah, that's a beautiful place to start because intuition is a word we hear all the time. And mostly what you're going to hear from people is, oh, it's that gut feeling or, you know, you just feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, but what does that really mean? Exactly. And, you know, one thing that I love is all the knowledge that I've soaked in, I've done my best to then break it down into a framework and teach it in ways that are easy to understand. And so mm -hmm. the way that I wrapped my brain around intuition was to understand that we have multiple parts of ourselves. We have the physical human body, that we come into this world in right. where, you know, this is Natalie and I have a human body and I have a brain and I have a heart and emotions and things like that. And when we think about that and we understand how the brain works, the brain is a program. It is programmed in a way that allows us to effortlessly move through life and survive. And so when we understand the subconscious mind and the fact that we are just a bunch of programs based off of our environment and things that we've learned over a lifetime, whether they are true or not, doesn't really matter whether they are helpful or not, doesn't matter. They're right. just programs. And this is where computers were designed after the human brain. We have the hardware, which is like the physical body, the physical brain. And then we have the software, the programs that are put into it. And that's how the human part of ourselves work. Mm. But then we have this other part of ourselves, the soul. Your soul is who the energetic part of you is that is eternal. Your soul never dies. It is always there. It is connected to everything in the universe, all dimensions of time, space, reality. It is the part of you that is one with God, if you like to use that word, or one with the universe, if you prefer yeah. to use that word. But it's the part, the essence of us that is infinite. And that part of you existed before this physical body and will exist after this physical body. And it is the part of you that has lived many lifetimes, that has experience and wisdom from lives, whether they are parallel lives. You know, there's different concepts mm -hmm. on this holographic universe, on whether there is even a time-space reality. Here on planet Earth and in this physical human body, we experience linear time, right? Mm -hmm. we, today, tomorrow, yesterday. Right. <laughs> but when we are in the non-physical, when we are just soul energy, we don't necessarily live in a linear 
dimension of time and space. It is different. And that is something that a lot of physicists and spiritual scientists are still trying to figure out. And we may never know as humans because it may Mm -hmm. be beyond our human conception of what our brain can handle. But we do have this soul part of ourselves. And so this soul that attaches to the human body attaches through the top of the head. Mm -hmm. It attaches in through our brain. And that is the wiser, smarter part of you. It is the, it is the version of you that has thousands of lifetimes that it's already lived on this planet and other planets. And it has all this beautiful wisdom. And that is your intuition. When you get an intuitive nudge. And the other thing is we, we receive intuition in different ways, but let's just call it an intuitive nudge. When you Mm -hmm. get a download from your intuition, that is a part of you that's saying, you know what? Something doesn't feel right. Don't walk that down that dark alley. You know, even though this new job seems perfect on paper, something just doesn't feel right. I'm going to choose not to follow that. And I'm going to take another path. There's these intuitions that we have, whether someone's lying to us, whether it's the right path or the wrong path. And the beauty is that intuition is always there to guide you in the right direction. Yeah. Now it gets a little tricky. And the tricky part is that we have to learn and develop a relationship with that soul, with that higher part of us and our intuition. And the information comes through in a variety of ways. For some people, it is a gut instinct. For some people, mm-hmm. it is like a physical tugging at the heart, you know, and yep. there's just something and you feel it in your body. That's more clairsentience. For others, it's a vision. You have a like all of a sudden an idea and an image pops up into your mind mm-hmm. and you know something, you know, and then there's just random downloads. You just seem to know, I don't know why, but this doesn't feel right. I don't know why, but this just feels like the right thing. And I can't explain it. That's more claircognizance. And then okay. clear, yeah, clear audience is where we're hearing our intuition. And it's going to sound very similar to the same voice that you always hear in your head. It is typically in your own voice, mm-hmm. but there's a subtle difference. There's a a difference in the vibrational frequency. I call it like a density. For me, it's like a density where it's a little bit lighter and it feels like it's coming from outside of me okay. versus something that is coming from inside of me, if that makes yeah. sense. It's sometimes hard to describe these nuances, but for me, there's a big difference in an idea that comes from me wanting to hear something or think something or yes. a certain outcome versus a thought that just drops into my head and it's kind of light and fluffy and very short and doesn't have a lot of explanation with it. Yeah. That's usually the intuition coming through (laughs) versus hmm, the analytical thought and all the checklists and the pros and cons. And then this whole dialogue, that's usually your programming. That's more your human consciousness and your critical thinking factor that's coming in versus the intuition. Intuition doesn't always come with a long list and a paragraph or a chapter explaining why we need to do that thing instead of the other thing. It just comes through and there's a feeling There's usually a feeling and emotion with it that allows us to know. And it's very subtle. And this is where often people don't realize that thousands and millions of people are following their intuition every day. They just don't know that they are, but they know how to follow it. And then there are others who their, their programming and their ego is so strong that they talk themselves out of the intuitive choices (laughs) that come through for them. They may be aware of it, but it kind of slips through the cracks because it's not strong. It's not Mm -hmm. like a heavy strong. And so this is where figuring out and finding your intuition and building a relationship with your intuition takes time and practice, but it's doable for everyone because it exists for everyone. It's just being one aware of it and then being able to tap in and connect to that intuition you know, more frequently and being able to decipher the difference, like what is coming through as just programming and ego and, you know, Mm -hmm. what I want with my agenda versus what's coming through from the soul. And the beautiful thing with this is anything that you want to manifest, anything that you want to create, any goals that you have, you know, manifestation is the same as like goals. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we can just use those words interchangeably. It's something that we want to create in life. The beautiful thing is the moment you have an inspiration and something you want to create or something you want to attain in your life or experience, Mm -hmm. your soul automatically becomes a vibrational match to that. So you 
Isn't it beautiful? It's so lovely because it instantly knows even before you do consciously what you want. You're in a bad relationship, your intuition and your soul knows, okay, I want something better. I want someone who treats me well. I want to be able to communicate better and have a different kind of support in my relationships. Okay. We're struggling financially. I want more. I want to feel a little more security and have more in the bank and savings and retirement and investments and just a better quality life. Like your, your soul already knows those things and matches it. Mm-hmm. And that's why your intuition is so wise. It knows the right path for you. It knows how to guide you there faster. It knows what lessons you need to learn in order to get to that manifestation, in order to get to that goal. And that's why our intuition is so powerful. It has that wisdom, but it also aligns and knows more than the human part of us knows. Right. So the more you can tap in and just trust, mm-hmm. that's usually the hardest part for people is we don't know what the outcome is going to be, but we just have to trust. And the more you practice trusting and taking those actions quickly that your intuition brings through, the more you will see how beneficial the results you get are. Yeah, that that's actually was a huge turning point for me when when I started to actually listen to my intuition. And Mm -hmm. also in your course was the first time I really meditated and I, you know, downloaded all of your meditations. And that really was a segue to listening to my to my intuition, being in that, you know, higher vibration. And you even have one that is a hypnosis. And that one would really take me deep. And as soon as I would come out of it, you you, I could hear my, my intuition speaking to me and then I would journal Mm -hmm. it right after and and everything that would come out. And it was just such a beautiful process, but doing that really got me closer. And, and, and and like you said, building that relationship with your intuition. Yeah. And that's a beautiful point that you make. I, I do use a lot of meditations. I have over 25 that I've already created and I have lists of more that I'm going to be creating in the future, but meditation is so powerful because Again, when we understand how the physical body works and how Mm -hmm. we can tap into intuition or even channeling guides and angels, which is one step above our soul, we, and we understand how that works on a physical level. Now we can train ourselves that way. And so what the meditations do is when we think of brainwave frequencies, when we're sleeping at night, we're in Delta. Mm-hmm. When we're in the morning or evening in meditation or hypnosis, we're usually in an alpha theta brainwave state. And then when we're going about our day, we're running errands, we're doing laundry, we're kind of living and thinking yeah. and working. That's our beta brainwave state. And then we have gamma, which is above that. But the brainwave state that helps you to tap into your intuition is the alpha theta brainwave state. And so the more you meditate, whether it's guided meditations or practicing focusing your mind, quieting mm-hmm. your mind, you know, picking an emotion to focus on or focusing on your breath, focusing on expanding your energetic field, your auric field, all those things, as you train your mind to go into the alpha theta brainwave state, that's how you're able to tap into your intuition. It is so much easier because when we're hyper-focused on life, we're focused on all the things going wrong around us or all the craziness, you know, kids have Mm -hmm. to go there, you know, now we've got the after school sports and this and that, and you need to get to the grocery store and back and cook dinner. When When we're in life, there's no room or space to really hear and focus on that. So we do need to set aside some time. Exactly. A little bit of time to start mastering kind of uh, escaping the physical reality and going mm-hmm. inward. And I almost think of it more outward because yes, we're going inward, but the energy that I feel when I'm taking that time to meditate, I'm actually expanding my energetic field outward. That's how mm-hmm. I'm able to tap in more to my soul, more to, you know, angels and angelic guides, things like that. So it's that shift. It's mastering your brainwave frequency as well to being in a calm state when we're always in high stress we're unable to tap in as easily when we understand that anytime we're stressed out or just really busy and chaotic, we're releasing more adrenaline, right? Like there's a hormonal, there's a physical biological reaction. We release more adrenaline and cortisol in our body, which puts us into the stress fight or flight mode. What happens during that time is blood flow actually goes to the extremities Mm -hmm. instead of the rest and digest through the center of our body and our organs. It also shifts the blood flow in our brain to the hind brain, which is our survival brain. And when that happens, we can't think in a high level thinking. We actually have to be in a calm, restful state 
state so that the blood flow goes back to the center of our body the, and also to the forefront of the brain mm -hmm. where our pineal gland is. So when we think of our critical thinking, our higher level conscious thinking, it's all in the front of the brain and we need to be in a calm state. We also have our pineal gland, which is the third eye. It's our intuitive gland in our mm -hmm. body that sits right between the two hemispheres in the brain. And that needs to be able to be activated. So if we're stressed out, if we're running around all day, it's really difficult to tap in. Yeah, We need to shift the brainwave frequency. We need to calm the body. We need to be in a safe space so that we can shift and actually tap into that higher thinking, that higher intuition as well. Yeah, I was definitely that person running on autopilot every single day, just the rush of life. And once I started to, I, I think I just started with like five minutes. On my lunch break, actually, was when I started to practice your meditations. And it took practice. Like at first, it was like my brain was going all over the place and, and I had to like really sharpen that skill of calming myself and letting go. And even if like a moment or a thought comes in, just let it float by. I don't have to focus on it and just return back to the meditation. I really, I had to really work on that because when you're not used to it, it's like, you get all these different thoughts while you're trying to really focus, you know, and, and after a month of it, it was, I craved it. I loved it. I would get this high afterwards and I could feel the vibration through my body. And it, it was just, I was calm and I was able to deal with more in my life because of it. It was such a beautiful process to go through. And now it's something I practice all the time because of you, like you brought that into my life. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm so glad that you stuck with it and you noticed the results. And that's the big thing. There are so many massive results that we can get with doing regular meditations. And when you get consistent with it, that's when the deep change happens. Yeah. You know, you can do them once off here and there. And I've always noticed anytime I'm off my meditation routine, like if mm -hmm. I'm not as consistent, life feels stressful, things yeah. get chaotic and I get stressed out again. And I'm like, Oh, you know what it is? My meditation routine is off. Yes. <laughs> and you just get back on the bandwagon again. Exactly. So many of the people that I look up to and follow, especially on um, you know social media, they all meditate. And there, there's something to be said about that because it's, it's actually creating change and it's doing something inside each and every one of them to make them want to do it again every day. So it really sold me on the whole thing and it's helped me continue to practice it because I see the results and I feel so much better. And the relationship mm -hmm. with my intuition has just grown immensely since I started meditating. So yeah, I, I definitely uh, believe in it and love it and cherish it now. It's, it's something that I look forward to. Good. Well, I hope that inspires your audience to also pick up meditation. It changed my life. You know, I've been meditating for about a decade now and just who I was prior, but like the decade before and now completely different. <laughs> yeah, there was, I can't remember which meditation it was, but it was one of yours. And I had, I, I was getting so many visuals when I was meditating and I had this vision of being in a womb like literally myself. And it was, it was almost like a rebirth and it was, it was during one of yours. And it was when I was right in the middle of your course. And, and I kind of, I remember coming to you and learning all of these things, like how to manifest this beautiful life and how to really become aware of your limiting beliefs and what's really like holding you back. It started to feel really overwhelming. And I remember every day I would talk to my husband and just say like, there's so much that I have to work on, you know, and sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, like I have so much trauma and, and why me? Like, why, did, why was I chosen to go through this? And I was really struggling with that in your course and in your Facebook group, I remember posting and, and you would always, you know, reply back with these beautiful responses that I would save in my notes to go back to. But what do you tell someone, you know, who's starting to learn manifestation and, and they're starting to listen to their intuition and they're recognizing things about themselves that they they need to look at in order to to change in order to really reach the life they want what what do you do with that overwhelming feeling this is common and this is i mean just about everyone every student including myself i felt this way the year that i decided i'm going all in on law of attraction and i'm really going to pay attention to how i feel every day mm -hmm. what i'm thinking every day it was hard. Yeah. It was very hard. That first year was extremely challenging for me in particular. And it, it is for a lot of students too, because often we're living just our life. 
going mm-hmm. through every day. It's so normal to have the emotional meltdowns. It's so normal to be stressed. It's so normal to be busy and on autopilot. And then all of a sudden you are now trying to be attentive and aware of your thoughts and your emotions and your mm-hmm. patterns. Why am I having this meltdown? <laughs> Why am I overreacting to everything? Yes. And, oh my goodness. Why am I being mean to my husband? Yep. When, you know, like, why am I doing these things? Exactly. When you start to be aware of these habits. I was like, holy moly, there's a lot I need to change. Mm-hmm. And then you get hard on yourself. Then mm. you're like, oh, or this is, I mean, this happened with me, but it happened with a lot of my students where all of a sudden you get mad at yourself yeah. for not knowing any better. You get mad because you think you're supposed to be further along and more mature. And why am I doing these things? I felt why that am I being for sure. Mean? Yeah. Why am I? like not improving, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like all of a sudden you uncover everything and you see all these things that you were ignoring that you didn't even know you were doing. And so what helped me shift and what helps my students is one to realize that this is everyone. We all go through this. This is a normal part of the human condition to have a lot of patterns and habits that we picked up from unhealthy people for generations and generations. We have always had, you know, horrible things happening on planet earth Mm -hmm. (laughs) through every generation. There's always been people yelling and arguing. There's always been people that steal and lie and cheat and kill and, you know, be mean to each other or living out of their ego and putting other people down and trying to take control when they get fearful, they get, you know, take it out on other people. Like that's just a a normal part of the human conditioning, you know, in religion and Christianity and things like that, they call it like human sin, right? Mm -hmm. We're all, we were born sinners. Well, not necessarily, we're not born as sinners. At least this is how I have figured it out is we're born as a soul, like pure. Mm -hmm. And we come into this world pretty clean, with the exception of maybe holding on to some past life stuff. But this planet has stuff going on and we yeah. don't always learn how to be perfect. No one, no family is perfect. No parents are perfect. Right. We're all just humans doing our best. And so we're learning imperfect habits from the people around us, from our parents, from our siblings, from our teachers, from our classmates at school, growing up uh, from media. I mean, now it's social media, but mm-hmm. growing up, it used to be MTV and movies and TV yeah. and things like that. And it still is all of those things. We're picking things up that are maybe not healthy and not the best way to approach life and mm-hmm. patterns and belief systems. And that's not our fault. It's okay that we have been unconsciously living out these patterns. The important thing is you're aware of it now. Mm -hmm. When you start watching yourself and watching your patterns and doing your best to show up differently, just know it's okay. This is what everyone who's going through a spiritual awakening goes through. Right. (laughs) And it's normal. And we all have different things to different degrees. And Knowing that at least takes the blame off of you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take responsibility for how we're showing up day to day and how we're changing and what we're doing to improve ourselves. But at first, you just have to watch yourself play things out that you don't really want to be playing out anymore. Yeah. And then you have to build the courage to say, I'm going to change. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard in the beginning, but eventually it's going to be easy. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to stop. I'm going to pause and breathe before I speak and lash out. Yeah. I'm going to look at what habits are not helping me. And even though it's going to be hard to let go of those things and maybe even people in my life and, you know, build myself up with new habits and a new community, whatever it is, then I'm going to do what it takes. And it may Mm -hmm. take a few months and it's not going to be easy in the beginning, but eventually I'm going to show up differently. Yeah. And a couple months down the road, it's going to feel so easy to stop and think and breathe and to calm my emotions, like learning to master myself, to quit whatever it is I need to quit doing and add in new habits that are really going to help me. And having that compassion for yourself, I think the biggest thing is making sure that you are kind and loving and patient and compassionate to yourself. That's the big personal growth journey Mm -hmm. for all of us. We want to be better people. We want to do wonderful things and we want to manifest great things. And in order to do that, we do have to change and better ourselves. And those of us that are doing that, we hold high standards. That's why we're trying to better ourselves. But Mm -hmm. we also have to make sure that we're not 
you know, I was such a perfectionist feeling like I always had to be perfect and I was never good enough. Mm -hmm. We also can't like create this pedestal that we're supposed to be on and we never reach and we're hard on ourselves if we don't get there. Yeah. You know, it's like the person that has a checklist of 20 things to do in a day when really only two or three projects are realistic. And then you're mad at yourself over and over again because you're not getting there fast enough. So you know, the change happens in the small daily habits, the little tiny things that we change. And then eventually big things just happen. They just show up and suddenly we are a different person. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you don't even know how it happened. You know, because you made these itty bitty steps. But I think sometimes we, we have this idea that once I'm aware of this, this big shift is going to happen instantly. And really it happens in micro steps and it happens a little more fluidly but we also have to have loving compassion for who we are because the part of ourselves that's in the old pattern, the, the self-hate, the being mean to others, the, the unhealthy things that we're doing that are hard to get rid of, that's not really you. That is the programmed part of you that's a collection of other people's shit that you picked up over a mm-hmm. lifetime. Yeah, And we have to see it as that because if you're hard on yourself for all of those things, you're actually making it harder for yourself to heal. We have to let go of being hard on ourselves and see that as like our inner child or our inner adolescent. And yes. they were doing the best they could. They just didn't have that knowledge and wisdom yet mm-hmm. that you learn, right? Once you learn it, now you have the knowledge and wisdom and you can change, but you didn't have that knowledge and wisdom. All the things that I taught you in the course, you didn't have that 10 years ago. So how could you have made different decisions? You couldn't, exactly. there was yeah. no other way. So we have to let go of the past and just control what we can now and take it one step at a time. And eventually everything will start to turn over. And there's, there's some small wins and big wins all along the way. You just Mm -hmm. have to trust the path and, you know, and, and yeah, it really comes down to that love and that kindness and compassion and patience for yourself and everyone else in your life too, because they're all on their own other journey, you know, right. Yeah. Their mistakes as well. So that actually, that came up as well. When I started my healing journey and really trying to change it, you expect the people around you to change with you. And Mm -hmm. that was something else I came to, to you with. And it was like, well, my husband, you know, he's not understanding like how I'm feeling and I, and I'm having like all of these level up moments where I'm like, wow, I I have so much more self-awareness, but then I'm looking at him and it's like, you have to really stop yourself from judging him and his path and accepting him for who he is. So how would someone deal with like, they're going on this healing journey, they're trying to change who they are and they're expecting people to come with them. What, What would you say about that? Yeah, that's a challenging one because we cannot change other people. We can, we can share the information, the knowledge and the lessons and have the discussion, but we can't change anyone else other than ourselves. And so this is one of those journeys where it is a solo journey and whoever is up for it will go with you. Mm -hmm. And whoever isn't just isn't going to, everyone has to change and do things in their own time. And it is challenging because as you're changing, like you said, your friends, your family, your loved ones aren't. And what I found, I found something very similar where I was suddenly being very hard on my husband and I had to take a step back after a couple months and I realized, what am I doing? I was being hard on him because I was being hard on myself and I was taking out my anger Mm -hmm. on me not changing fast enough on him for not changing fast enough either. This is a pattern. If you're judging other people, most likely somewhere, you know, you can flip that and turn it around and mirror it back to yourself. Where am I getting mad at myself? And I realized I had to be the one to, to be nice to myself. And so then it became not about him and me judging him. I had to learn how to, to love myself, Mm -hmm. really love myself. If you had asked me my whole life, Oh, of course I love myself. And everyone will say that, but then do your actions really follow up? Are you hard on yourself for things in the past? Are you judging yourself constantly because you're not where you want to be yet? You haven't manifested this or that, or whatever else, if you're being hard on yourself for those things, you are not loving yourself, right? That's Mm -hmm. not what an unconditional love is. Mm -hmm. And so that really is the root. We can only treat other people the way we are capable of treating ourselves. Yeah, that's important. So if you want to stop judging other people, you have to stop judging yourself so harshly. Mm -hmm. We can analyze, we can observe, 
You know, we can do the critical thinking, but judgment is different. Judgment is like, there's this energy of punishment or it not being okay. Mm -hmm. And one thing that has helped me like comprehend and be more at peace in life is the fact that I've realized we're here on planet earth. I'm not in a soul where everything is perfect and we're out in the ethers, just like living in heaven. I'm here on planet earth and everything exists, the good, the dark, the, you know, everything in between. And it just has to be okay. I have to have compassion for wherever I am in my life, but you know, I also have to have compassion for everyone else on this planet and wherever Mm -hmm. they are in their life and just know they have their own lessons. They have their own karma. They have their own journey. They came Mm -hmm. on to this planet for a very different reason than me to experience something totally different. You know, maybe they're experiencing gangs and, you know, murder and other things. And like, that's their journey. And it's not for me to judge them. Of course we know it's wrong. Morally it's wrong, but is it for me to be hard on them? Mm -hmm. And is that is being hard on them really going to change anything anyways? Right. Uh, So what I found was, especially with the the manifestation journey and the inner work is the more you just work on you and the more you focus on yourself, all of a sudden people see the change Mm -hmm. and then they feel the change and then they typically start changing. So that's actually the fastest way to influence other people Mm -hmm. is to master and get the results yourself and to show up differently yourself and they see it and they feel it. Mm -hmm. And then they want to know more. And then yeah. they respond differently to you, right? They, when you're not judging and being hard and critical on the, of them and being like, why aren't you working on this too? Mm-hmm. When you approach them that way, of course, they're going to get defensive and rebel and be like, what, you know, say whatever yeah. they're going to say. But if you show up and you're super loving and kind and compassionate in your understanding of where they are in their journey, all of a sudden they're like, wow, I can open up to you. Like I can, I can go to a deeper level. You're being so nice to me. I'm going to be nicer to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw that happen firsthand. Definitely. Yeah. That's where, that's where I found the biggest change happens. And there are some people in your life, maybe friends or even loved ones that you'll go on this personal growth journey and they may never go on that journey with you. And they, you may have to separate from certain people. More often than not, I find people are able to keep most of the people in their life, Mm -hmm. you know, and people respond well to the positive changes that they're making internally. But every once in a while, you might be with someone, a friend, a spouse, a family member that you just end up kind of parting ways because your values, your morals and your belief systems and how you approach life just no longer align. And you have to be okay with that. Yeah, that's actually one of the things I Mm -hmm. wanted to ask you about you in your program, you have the four steps to letting go because when you, when you go through, you know, some of these transformations, there are maybe things you need to let go of people. You need to let go of relationships that you've been holding onto that just don't align with you anymore. Mm -hmm. Would you mind talking about those four steps? Like if, if you can recall them off the top of your head. Oh, I can. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I created this. This One of the frameworks I created. And I created this framework because for it was a forgiveness practice. Yeah. And there are other philosophies. There were other frameworks out there that I had learned that, to be honest, just did not work for me. Yeah. And, you know, when you forgive someone or you forgive yourself and you just send love, send love, send love is mm-hmm. like a big one that you hear out there, like Ho'oponopono right. or whatever. If you know neuro-linguistic programming, it's, a, it's like a Hawaiian forgiveness practice. And I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest, it just did not work. It, okay. it wasn't effective for me. And so I had to find a way for me to let go of my past and for me to forgive myself for yes. things that I did wrong in the past. Exactly. I'm right there, there was, with you. That was, there were some was big things me. that I regretted. Yeah. That I did in past relationships when I was younger, like things I, I did not, <laughs> I wasn't always around the best people. Some of the things that we did were not great, you know, mm-hmm. coming from that whole realm of doing drugs and, and just other things. And so I had to really forgive myself and the way it came about, and I'll go into the four steps in a second, but I knew that in order to fully love myself, this was when I was like on that year journey. And Mm -hmm. a couple months in, I realized, wow, I have a lot of judgment. I have a lot of hate and most of it I'm projecting onto my husband, but it's me. What do I do? So I sat down and I decided I'm going to do a forgiveness practice every day. And I did it for six months. Every day I sat down 
just for a couple minutes. It was like no more than five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I asked my, my intuition, who do I need to forgive today? Every single day, it was me. Wow. There were a couple days throughout the month where I had to forgive, you know, mm-hmm. a friend, an ex-boyfriend, you know, parents, siblings for something. There were, there were some other people scattered around there, but it was me mm-hmm. that I had to forgive myself for my past. Yeah. And through that process, what I figured out was one, we need to just acknowledge w- what we're experiencing, acknowledge that there's something we need to let go of something mm-hmm. we need to forgive. And that's a big part of it, because if you're not aware of it, how can you let it go? Yeah. So one is just awareness and acknowledgement. The second part is, and this is where the logical part of the mind came in for me. Mm -hmm. I needed to realize and acknowledge, okay, my subconscious mind, that primitive portion of my mind and my programming held on to this resentment Mm -hmm. for a reason. It did it to protect me. So that one, if it's yourself, that I won't go and do those things again, that I know are not in alignment with my higher values and belief systems. So it's, it's almost like it created this wall. If mm-hmm. it's other people you need to forgive or let go of, then it's typically that person wronged me. And that's why I put up this wall. That's why I still have this resentment towards them. Yeah. And it is a valuable process. That is why our subconscious mind does this to protect us so that we mm-hmm. do not get betrayed again by someone else or we don't betray ourselves. Yeah. And so when we understand this was a very smart, logical thing for the subconscious mind to do, we acknowledge that. Okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I held on to this for a good reason. I just didn't consciously know yeah. I was holding on to it. Now we bring that to the, the consciousness. Mm-hmm. And then the third part is telling your subconscious mind, I'm done. Thank you so much for holding on to this for all these years, for holding on to this anger, this resentment, for protecting me, for putting up these walls, for whatever it is. Thank you for holding on to it. I know you were doing your best Mm -hmm. subconscious mind, but you know what? We don't need this anymore. It's actually no longer beneficial. It helped us in the beginning and it was there for a reason. But now it's actually working against us. And now it's time to finally just let it go. I feel like that that is like so perfect for trauma and letting go of trauma. It's that process right there is I can just think of specific times where I'm a 36 year old woman still acting like I would, you know, when I was younger because I, I had that protection mode for a reason, but I don't need it anymore. I can let it go now. I love yeah. that. And it is beautiful because then you see it as something that's not bad because yeah. it's not, it's not bad that we put up walls when we have a broken heart or, mm-hmm. you know, we put up boundaries around people that have betrayed us. That's not a bad thing. It's actually good. It's, it's protecting us, but it only does its job for so long. And yeah. then if we hold on to it for years and decades later, it's no longer benefiting. It's just mm-hmm. part of our programming. And so it, once we decide, okay, you're telling your subconscious, telling your mind, it's time to let it go. And then you actually have to feel it mm-hmm. letting go. You actually have yes. to feel that release, sit in it, sit with the emotion, sit with your anger, your pain, your resentment, your frustration, whatever it is, the overwhelm, and then feel it release and letting it go. And if you need to, you can visualize, you can see it as a color, a shape, an image, whatever it is, and see it leaving your body, mm-hmm. you know, see it going out into the ethers, out into the clouds, down into the earth, down a one-way drain, whatever feels good and naturally mm-hmm. comes to you. And then the last part, and this is the most important part that I found was really essential that a lot of people skip over is usually they just let go and they think, oh, I feel better. I feel relieved. Well, now there's this void. You mm-hmm. have to replace it with a new belief system. You have to choose, okay, what is my new thought process around this subject? Okay. That because yeah, but by replacing it, now you're anchoring in a new way of showing up in similar situations. Mm -hmm. So for example, with the whole forgiveness process, often people have a hard time forgiving others because they don't want to be betrayed again. And they Mm -hmm. think by forgiving someone, it lets them off the hook, Mm. which is not at all how it works. You forgive and let go for you to free your own energy, to free up your own vibrational frequency And you have to trust that it doesn't condone what they did. If someone really wronged you and did something 
absolutely amorally wrong. And Mm -hmm. we all know it. Like we know what those things are. It doesn't mean that forgiving them makes it okay what they did. It just means you're choosing to move on Mm -hmm. and you're never going to forget. It's not like you're going to forget what they did, but you can neutralize the energy around what they did. You Mm -hmm. don't have to let that person back into your life. You don't ever have to let anyone treat you or do those things to you again. Mm-hmm. It becomes wisdom yes. instead of a wall. And oh my gosh, I love that. Wisdom instead of a wall. That's great. Yeah, I might need to write that down. That one just kind of naturally came out. I love um, it. Yeah, and that's the shift. Instead of this this hard barrier that's weighing you down energetically and mm-hmm. kind of blocking your peace, your happiness, your flow of life and your manifestations, take down that wall and let it be wisdom. Yeah. And, you know, also understanding that everyone is going to have their own karma. It is not up to you to punish anyone else. Mm -hmm. They will get their own in this lifetime or others. Just know that their energy is their own and they will deal with their own consequences. It's not up to you to hold on to that anymore. And you know, coming up with, again, a, a new belief system that helps anchor in, whether it's forgiving someone else and saying, you know, I'm going to let this go. I wish them the best. I trust that they are going to have their own experience and their own karma. I am now choosing to take my power back mm-hmm. and to be here in the present moment, creating my future with every moment that I show up for myself in the here and now. You know, whatever that belief system looks like, if it's forgiving yourself from the past, it's okay. That's not who I am anymore. I know I'll never make those mistakes again. I'm smarter, wiser, more mature. I'm a beautiful, amazing person. You know, finding something to anchor in the new belief systems. And you you may have to do this letting go process a few times, maybe mm-hmm. five times, 10 times. It's going to be different for everyone. But just address it when it comes up. Or if you're inspired, do a daily two to five minute forgiveness practice, letting go practice for six months like I did, you know, and and see what comes up for you and see how many insights that you can find within yourself to help release things that you just no longer need to be holding space for. Wow. Yeah, that's such amazing advice. I went through something really similar while I was in your program as well with the forgiveness piece of it. And it was mainly about myself too. It was, it was like all this realization of the things I was judging myself for, for so many years, I really had to have that compassion and understanding and, and know that Charlotte, like you said, 10, 15 years ago, didn't have the tools she has today. And that's okay. And, and I love that part of myself. And I started learning about parts integration in the coaching program that I'm in right now. And you know, kind of naming those parts of yourself and building a relationship with them and and understanding them on a deeper level, I found really helpful as well, like the firefighter or, you know, there's, there's all those different ones. I think that the parts of you that you used back then that aren't serving you anymore, it's, it's okay to recognize that and move forward. That, that was huge for me. Very transformational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have so many facets to ourselves and you know, we, we can talk about archetypes as well, how we do have these sub personalities mm-hmm. and being able to look at ourselves and how we respond in different situations and these various parts of us, there's a positive and a shadow side and to yes. every piece of us. And just knowing that that's part of the human consciousness, that's part of our reality here on planet earth and mm-hmm. it's all okay, but the awareness and then the integration and being okay with these parts of ourselves and loving and having compassion for the parts of ourselves that are yes. struggling and then, you know, enhancing and, and focusing more on the parts of ourselves that are working really well and what we can heal and finding that balance helps us to be a more holistic and integrated individual showing up for our life. Yes. Beautiful. I love that. Throughout your course, you had so many amazing quotes from, you know, I think Albert Einstein and all these beautiful ones. There was one that you could leave us with today. What would it be? I think my favorite one that just stands out is Henry. I think it was, is it Henry Ford? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. Oh, yes. I remember that one. Whether (laughs) you think you can or you think you can't. What yeah, is it? Either, one more time. Either, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you're right. Oh my gosh. The reason is because if you believe something's possible for you, you'll make it happen. And if you believe it's not possible for you, okay. you're going to make that yeah. happen too. You're not going to do anything. So right. it's not going to happen. And so we have more power 
over our lives, over who we are and what we create than we realize. And mm. often I think people live life as circumstantial, just whatever's coming at you is your experience. When in reality, we can choose to show up for experiences differently. We can choose to take different actions. We can think different thoughts. We can choose different emotions and we can create more in our reality than we realize. And that's really just the power. Your power is realizing the power that you have. Yes. I I just heard a quote, I think a couple of weeks ago, and it was, if the possibility wasn't there, you wouldn't have thought of it. But, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it, just like this podcast, for example, like it's been a dream of mine. And just because I had that thought, I could get it. I can, I can, I have the power to make it happen. And I decided to go on that journey and make it happen. And so I completely love and relate to that quote because I easily could have just, you know, stayed in my comfort zone and, and not done it and been scared and lived in fear. But instead I'm opening up and I'm creating something beautiful and I'm just, yeah, I, I believe it. That's great. Yeah. And even the big things, you know, if you look back in history, like the the Wright brothers who, you know, mm-hmm. were trying to figure out how to create an airplane, like someone yes. had the idea and the, the imagination for it. And now look at how many aircrafts are in, in the air. You right. know, even if we go back, you know, 60 years, the idea for a computer and cell phones, these things did not exist mm-hmm. before. And now, I mean, just the evolution of things, if you have an idea, there's the possibility to create it. It may take time, but just about anything is possible. I mean, there are people with, you know, can strap on, you know, these devices where they can fly, you know, here over water and things like that. It's like, these things really do exist now. We're, we're in this amazing day and age where not only is technology evolving, but our potential is evolving too. And there's so many tools and resources out there to create whatever it is that we desire. So true. And I'm so, so grateful. I found your, your tools and resources and and just stumbled upon it because it changed my life and it just led me to even more you know that was the first step to that inner growth and really recognizing who i am and what i want to change and if you're someone listening and you want to take a dive into yourself and and what's going on inside of you this is a beautiful place to start with natalie where can everyone find you natalie very easy. If you just type in Natalie Schlute, and as long as you spell my last name correctly, I'm across <laughs> all social media platforms. My biggest platform is probably my Instagram pl- platform, but I do have a podcast, the Successful Soul Podcast. So those who like to listen to that, yes. that's available. And I, I do post on YouTube. I have a free Facebook community, but yeah, Natalie Schlute across the board for my website or any other you know, social media platform that you can find me on. And I'd love to, you know, give everyone like a free download for my free manifest faster guide. So you can put that link in the show notes. Awesome. Um, I will for sure. Something to start with, you know, a good, simple framework to begin creating more of what they want in their lives. Yeah. Just starting to stir it up and move around those thoughts. And that's all it took for me. So thank you for doing Mm -hmm. that. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And I can't wait to have you back on because I feel like we we just touched over some things, but there's so much more I want to ask you. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm more than happy to do more episodes in the future. Yeah, so many wonderful topics in this realm of personal development there, and there spirituality, is. the inner growth. I mean, it's hours and hours and hours. We could go on it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes, share it with your friends and tag me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at healinganddealing.podcast and by joining our Facebook group. Be sure to follow me for inspiration, tips, and exciting news about upcoming episodes. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one or have questions or comments about what you heard today, please email me at healinganddealing.podcast at gmail.com. Your support means the world to me. I'm so grateful to be sharing my voice and the voices of others with you. Now, let's keep healing and dealing. We'll see you in the next episode.